Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts, michaelsflooringoutlet.com. On the voice of St. Louis, KMOX. And welcome to Overnight America. This Wednesday night will be my last for this week. We have Brad Young filling in tomorrow night, and I was asked to go down the hall to our sister station on Friday. So I'm going to spend some time down there, meaning the time that we have today, we must cherish it. We must we must cherish. And I wanted to play something from Jack Buck in honor of the Cardinal season starting tomorrow. We'll do that in a moment. And we got a lot planned on the show today. I'm a big fan of the Transportation Museum, or as my... Sun calls it the train museum. We're going to have someone on from there to talk about a couple of their unique experiences they're offering. And I'm a, you know, I'm a fan of what they do. So I wanted to welcome them in. Next hour, we're going to have someone on that's a culture, religion, and politics uh, commentator about the what's called the Satan shoes from this rapper, little Nas X or whatever. Pretty uh Pretty bad. And Dr. Dean Finelli joining us later, too, to talk updates with the COVID vaccine and the possible relaxation of restrictions. So big show planned for you here tonight. So I wanted to start off with Jack Buck. And it's not there's no better way to start a show than with Jack Buck and with the Cardinals on the road starting the season tomorrow in Cincinnati. Everyone's excited to see the season of baseball. And I think Cardinals fans are optimistic. They like what they see. They're excited to see how the new roster with Arnato on there looks like they want to know what this team could do. And in general, they love Yachty and they want to see what Wainwright can do. And I I think that people in general just have a better feeling when baseball starts. Whenever it's that time of the year, they think this is the time of the year I wait for. As Tom Ackerman on Twitter posted, tomorrow's Christmas morning. And I'm sure it's like that for a lot of Cardinals fans. And as we get ready, who better than to kick it off than Jack Buck? There's a sadness that you feel in September of the year when your baseball team is out of the race and there's nothing left to cheer. The weather doesn't help. It's chilly and it's raining. And you let go of the dreams you dreamed when your team was in spring training. The stands are almost empty 
There's no reason to come around. And the stadium seems hollow, hollow, hollow. An echo punctuates each sound, sound, sound. You can hear the umpire call the pitchers. Hear the coach when he claps his hands. There is no rhythmic stomping. No wave sweeps through the stands. It's strange how cruel the game can be, despite the love you give it. You talk baseball every day. You nurture it. You live it. They're playing out the schedule, and no one seems to care. But a baseball fan's life will begin anew the next time spring is in the air. I think a lot of people are excited for the season to start, as you should be. I think whenever this time of year comes around, the optimism's there. People are getting ready to wear their Cardinals uniform and to work. You know, my kid's going to wear Cardinals into school tomorrow because that's just what you do. That's just what you do. And maybe tomorrow you'll be a part of that fine tradition, just like you have many other years of your life. All right. So uh, I wanted to bring up a few things. Do I want to do something stupid and silly right here? Is that the best thing I could do? That's probably true. I posted this on Twitter earlier, and I'm getting surprisingly a lot of support for it. Today, I had to do a conference call, a Zoom conference call, meaning that it was on camera. And I decided that today was the day to finally announce to the world my special Zoom work from home secret. And I don't share a lot of secrets often. I mean, I I do have so many secrets, so many. But this one, I think you could benefit from. If you're forced to do video conference calls from your house through your computer, your phone, or whatever it is, and you don't want to look like the slob that you are, I'm I'm talking from experience here, when you're wearing pajamas, you know, sweatpants and beat-up shirts with bleach stains and holes in them, I'm just saying hypothetically, uh, I'm not calling anyone out in particular, but I just, uh, I'll just say I know from experience. I wanted to give you a little tip. I decided to purchase jeans, but they're not jeans. They're actually sweatpants that look like jeans, and they are the most comfortable thing I've ever worn, and I'm considering switching over to the sweatpants jeans from here on out because just looking at them from the outside, you couldn't tell the difference. I purchased them specifically for video conference calls. So whenever I had to be on camera, it didn't look like I was in sweatpants. But little did they know I'm actually in sweatpants that look like jeans. I think I could pull this off in public. I feel like I could wear this out anywhere I go, and no one would know the difference. I'm telling you right now, when I posted this on Twitter, you know what my surprise was? I'm not alone. Apparently, there's a lot of other people that are just like me. They're just like me that have learned this, and I'm late to the game. I thought it was something that was a secret, but no. I learned about these jeans sweatpants probably about 10 years ago. Yeah, I'd say about 10 years ago when I saw these professional athletes wearing them. They, Well, they were professional dancers. They were part of the So You Think You Can Dance, which was a Fox TV show. And I was working at a radio station and one of the contestants was a local kid and he was on the show and it was such a cool thing. And everyone got excited to see the local kid dance and he made it all the way to the final two and lost. He came back to the town and as a fundraiser did a, so you think you can dance show to, you know, 
pep rally show, things like that. And they asked me to MC it. So I was on stage with these professional dancers and it was some of the most athletic things I've ever seen. But the thing that w- most uh, that I learned the most from them, not any of the dance moves, I don't remember any of that, but they all wore jeans that were sweatpants. And I asked them about that. I said, wait a minute, how do you do these moves in jeans? And they said, here's the secret. And they showed me their sweatpants. That's how they do dance moves in jeans. And I said, you just changed my life for the better. So a little uh, secret into the Ryan Wrecker household. I've started using sweatpants jeans for video conferencing. No one's been able to tell the difference. So next time I go to a Cardinals game, I may even wear one. Who knows? Uh, by the way, since we're talking clothes, what are the most popular Major League Baseball jerseys? Cardinals have a couple in the top 20. Maybe we'll talk about that. And the soccer team, the new St. Louis soccer team, they're still building the stadium. And I get updates every once in a while. I guess it's looking pretty cool. They announced their official sponsor for that, too. And we'll talk about that after the break. And a COVID update, a few things to get to. Lots to do on the show tonight. And if you want to reach us, here's the phone number. 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. If you have any work-from-home secrets you want to share, go ahead and call those in, too. Because maybe I'm missing out on something that I could really benefit from. And you know me. If you listen to the show, you know me. I'm up for ideas when it comes to comfort. This is Overnight America KMOX. Nearly a century of informing, entertaining, and serving St. Louis. KMOX. Here we are in Overnight America, and we're going to talk to a, a representative from the Transportation Museum, which I'm pretty excited for. The National Museum of Transportation here in St. Louis. Basically, they're doing some pretty cool fan things. I think they're still trying to fundraise to make up for the loss of COVID. So I saw this email about what they're offering up, and I thought, oh, this is kind of cool. So I thought, oh, let's bring them on tonight. We'll talk about trains and automobiles, but definitely not planes couple of baseball things if you go to camox.com 10 facts every st louis cardinal fan doesn't really need to know but probably should know so here's a couple of facts for you i'm just going to throw these at you considering that the cardinals start the season tomorrow at cincinnati it'd be nice to uh, beat them Uh, number one cardinals are the oldest mlb team west of the mississippi this is good since there's 10 of these just take a quick Quick uh, tally at home. How many of these did you know to be true out of 10? If you do a 10 out of 10, you're a pretty strong fan when it comes to this type of trivia. 9 out of 10, acceptable. 8 out of 10, also, you know, anything out of 10 is acceptable. Number two, Cardinals got their name thanks to some chatty Kathy in the stands. Cardinals didn't officially become the Cardinals until 1900, and they were the Browns until 1898, then rebranded. And then rebranded again, a sports writer heard a female fan talking in the stands. What a lovely shade of Cardinal as the team's socks were that color. And then they were the Cardinals. Isn't that an interesting thing? Number three, Cardinals have 57 Hall of Famers. Pretty good. If you knew that number on the dot, that's pretty impressive. That is uh, Rich Rubino impressive. Number four, first MLB position player to wear eyeglasses during a game was a Cardinal. And of course, his nickname was Specs which why wouldn't it be specs isn't it, baseball has some pretty good names. They don't have anything on hockey though. Hockey has the best nicknames for their players. Not even close. Uh, number five, former Cardinals players sport some of the best nicknames in baseball history. Sure they do. Um, but that isn't really a fun fact. It's more or less just, you know, fun. 
Uh, before Musial played baseball, he was a talented gymnast. Did you know that? Stan the Man was a gymnast? Didn't know that. If I was to be anything other than a radio talk show host, what do you think I would be? You know, that's a dangerous question to ask. No, if you got a good answer for that, let's say I was going to switch careers and I wasn't going to be uh, able to do radio anymore. What what do you think I should do? Because if Stan the Man was a gymnast, I'm sure he would have been all, the one of the all time best gymnasts. Some people are just born that way, where they could just be. They're so talented at whatever they do, they can make it. Oh, producer Mike says I'd be a lobbyist. <laughs> That'd be a pretty good job. Very lucrative. I don't know what I would lobby for, but I think that might be a good idea. Uh, number seven, St. Louis once played against St. Louis in a World Series, 1944. Cool. The Cardinals versus the Browns. Not bad. Uh, number eight, Cardinals have hosted at least one million fans annually nearly every year since 1946. Pretty cool stat right there. Cardinals have never tanked. That's a good one, too. And last fact, one of the best baseball uh, amid the pandemic stories come from St. Louis, where says one of the biggest caravans in pro sports history. The Cardinals drove 41 rental cars from St. Louis to Chicago to limit contact between players and coaches due to the COVID pandemic. That actually would be pretty fun. Honestly, that would actually be super cool. I could you imagine getting a call like an Uber ride and they're saying, Hey, I need you to transport the Cardinals up to Chicago. Actually, that would, that would be fun. That'd be an awesome road trip. It's an easy one, too. I'm surprised that you can't safely just take this tour bus with the masks and things, but that might seem a little bit easier. I always wondered what it was like to be able to travel long distances as a passenger. When I was a kid, that was great. You know, Dad would just hop everyone in the minivan. The Ford Aerostar is what we had, just like everyone else in the 90s had an Aerostar. So we would all hop in the Aerostar. We'd drive either to our family in New Jersey, or one time we'd drove it here to St. Louis for a family reunion and it was great. And you just sit back, relax, you know, you spend 10 hours in the car, eight hours in the car, whatever it was. And you had no obligation to drive. Then you get older and you become the dad and you don't feel comfortable letting anyone else drive. When I drive back home, either to my parents or to my wife's side of the family, I don't let my wife drive. I, I just don't feel comfortable being a passenger anymore. I like that control behind the wheel. But then I think, wow, this would be great to just be hands off for a moment with no anxiety and then just sit back and relax, kind of like a Cardinal player heading up to Chicago. Uh, how about the most popular MLB jerseys came out? They put a list on MLB.com. So I was looking through this. The Cardinals have a couple in the top 20. At number 11 is Arenado, and at number 15 is Yachty. But those are the top two. Kind of surprised. I thought that there'd be a chance to get another Cardinals player in there, but I think considering there's only 20 and to have two of the top 20 is impressive, uh, considering that there's not even, you know, there's some teams that don't even have them in the top 20, one player in the top 20. Mookie Betts for the Dodgers. And uh, is it Bellinger for the Dodgers? One and two. Then Tatis Jr., number three. Tatis Jr. is how you say it. Tatis Jr. at number three for the Padres and Harper for the Phillies at number four. Kershaw for the Dodgers at number five. Wow, Dodgers are such a popular team right now. Oh, the Dodgers so hot right now. They also have a few others in the top 20. They have someone over at number 13, Seager, Corey Seager. That's, I can see a popular one. I got to admit, the Dodgers uniforms, I love the way they look. In that one matted 
blue helmet that they wear. I love the way that looks too. I just think that's so slick. So I like the look of it, but I do like a good Cardinals jersey. In fact, I own two Cardinals jerseys, and then my son owns one. And tomorrow he's going to be wearing his jersey to school. Why? Because it's the start of the season, that's why. And that's what you do here in St. Louis. I own a Yachty jersey, and I also own a Gibson jersey. Love my Gibson jersey. And whenever I wear it, I get great compliments. I prefer the more retro players and the retro looks. That's just what I gravitate towards. Like, I haven't purchased a Blues jersey since I've moved here to St. Louis, but I've always wanted to buy the Grant Fuhrer 95 jersey where they have the uh, old stripe at about a 45-degree angle right on the front. Always wanted one of those. I want the away jersey from back then, so it's primarily the blue coloring. That's what I want. I've never purchased one. Uh, I know that, was it last year or two two years ago, maybe two seasons ago, they came out with the retro ones from Adidas. I regretfully have not purchased one yet, but eventually I will. And Grant Fear was one of my all-time favorite players of all time. Uh, I, I just looked at him and I said, he's the coolest goaltender. And I kept thinking, it was like whenever I'd play a video game in the 90s, boot up NHL 95 on my Super Nintendo, I would always trade for Grant Fear to be my goalie. Always. I'd be, I'd be playing as the Detroit Red Wings and I'd trade for Grant Fear. Uh, one other thing, this is kind of cool. St. Louis City. The soccer club has announced their official kit sponsor. So the kit sponsor is Purina. What a great fit. That is such a cool one. So what they're going to do, according to the partnership, Purina will be prominently featured within the fabric of St. Louis City's visual identity on and off the pitch with the club kicks off uh, in 2023. The look of the jerseys have not yet been revealed, but I bet that's going to be a popular jersey. You know you're going to see a ton of those soccer club jerseys out in full force in St. Louis. And I think more people are going to be outside during that time, which makes it even more exciting. All right. We're going to talk to the community outreach and visitor experience manager for the national museum of transportation. Jessica hood is joining us right after the break. They have some unique experiences and I thought it would be fun to bring them on to talk about it. Mostly because I'm a fan of the transportation museum. My son calls it the train museum, which rightfully so there's nothing cooler than taking your six-year-old to go up into the engine of some trains you know there's uh, a couple of things i'm going to admit to that they may kick me out if they find out i've done Uh, a couple of other things let's see um one person texted in you would be a cool professor um if i were wearing the fake jeans yeah i can see that do professors at colleges wear fake jeans and i just i just don't know it other professions could do that. You know, some could pull that off, uh, considering it. I may, as opposed to just using those uh, sweatpants jeans just in the house, I may consider swapping out all my pairs of jeans just for the sweatpants jeans. I'm not fully there yet, but I feel like I'm going to be there soon. All right, we'll be right back. A look at your weather coming up, too. It's Overnight America KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Cardinals 2021 season starts tomorrow as they take on the Cincinnati Reds. Here at here, Emron Pregame Show 215, first pitch 310, on your voice of the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. Jessica Hood is the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager for the National Museum of Transportation, or as my son likes to call it, the Train Museum. Jessica, thanks for coming on to Overnight America. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Big fan. Uh, our family loves going out there. We've had a membership, and uh, it's been a little while since we've been out there, probably maybe a month or so, uh, maybe a month and a half. I can't remember when. But the, it's just always a great experience out at the Museum of Transportation. And I can't remember, do you guys still use Bob Costas's voice for advertising? We do. We have a really neat video that features Bob's voice, yes. I thought so. I heard it one time. I haven't heard it in a while. I didn't know if you guys were still using it. And that's such a great tie-in, of course, to KMOX. There's always these things at the museum that people are attracted to. Uh, during Christmas time, you have this awesome train layout. I think that would have been the last time we were in. So uh, when we go through, my son is just always gravitating towards the train side of things. He loves being mm -hmm. able to go up inside of a train. He loves just hanging out, sitting down, pretending to pull the levers Things like that. And it's such a great kid experience. And I was looking at some of these different experiences you're going to be offering. And there's kind of these cool, unique things. So tell me the reason, the history of why you're starting to offer these now. Yeah. Um, so just like everyone else, we are trying to, you know, adapt during the pandemic. Um, and we often hear people like you that come to the museum and say, oh, my gosh, I would just love to drive this. Chrysler turbine car. Um, so we thought, hey, let's make a list and let's offer that to folks. Um, you know, if they're if they're super interested in one of these um, unique once in a lifetime things, we thought we would make that available to them. 
Yeah, so that car in particular is just a beautiful car, and there's always someone standing by it, a worker. And I've heard them talk about Jay Leno was interested in purchasing it. And there's other videos playing a couple other cars, you know, Jay Leno looking them over. But that one in particular, that Chrysler turbine car is super cool because it's what one of only a few in existence. Yes, um, I believe it's maybe only one of two or so that runs still. Um, We have a really dedicated volunteer that kind of brings it in and, uh, starts it up every once in a while just to kind of make sure everything is still um, operational and running smoothly. But yes, it's super unique and very cool. Wait, so have you heard this thing running before? Have you been there? What does it sound Mm -hmm. like when it's running? It's, it's loud, but it's not as loud as what I would have thought, I guess. Um, It's, it's, it also, it's a good smell uh, as well. uh, I bet. (laughs) Wasn't there a celebrity that owned this thing? Um, well, we have the, um, Bobby Darren car as well, kind of, um, situated nearby the Chrysler turbine car, but, um, Oh, so that one's different than this one, the tur- yeah. Chrysler turbine. Yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm getting some other ones mixed up. Yeah. Cause there's a couple of those cars that have great backstory to it and some vintage cars in there and the big neon lights. And there's just so many cool things, old electric cars. You forget about the electric cars been around for over a hundred years. You think it's a modern thing, but they've been around for a long time. Yeah, and uh, I learn something new about uh, each of those cars, I think, every day. Um, Each one has a a really neat little story. Yeah. I was also wondering about the trolley that you have. Do you guys still uh, boot that thing up on the weekends? Yes. um, They haven't quite started their season yet. Um, It's a group of volunteers. They do the maintenance and the operations, um, so they are working on readying that here for the upcoming spring and summer. It was tentatively supposed to start this weekend. I think they may have pushed that back just a little bit, but uh, we're excited to get it up and running again. Yeah, I think this is another good value thing, and this is also good because if anyone's interested in learning about these, um, you're going to be able to support an awesome museum, the National Museum of Transportation. One was the photo op that you have with some of these vintage cars, and that's a popular thing. People want to be able to take their photograph at a unique spot with unique items, and what better place if you're trying to get some promotional photos or you just have a family thing going on or you have like a class reunion or something. This would would be a perfect place for that. Yes, um, you... I don't know that I could have said it any better. Um, photo opportunities. Um, and then there's also the chance to um, kind of along those lines have um, a lunch in our one of our dining cars. Um, all kinds of really neat, um, exciting opportunities. I do love the uh, photo op as well. That is pretty cool. So if people wanted to learn about some of these different experiences that you're offering and use it as a way to help support the museum right now where, you know, things are a little bit slower because of COVID, what's a good place they can see all the experiences? You can check it out on our website. Um, So it's tnmot.org. That's um, the National Museum of Transportation. Um, You can check out our social media. Um, Very cool, very exciting stuff. All right, so how much would it cost for me to be able to drive the mini train around the track one time? Well, we're offering <laughs> a, a conductor for the day on the miniature oh. train, but I think that's more of a 
a kiddo type of thing. But hey, it doesn't hurt to ask. <laughs> oh, of course. I okay. I don't know why that would be a kid thing. And to be a conductor for a day sounds awesome. Well, my son always loves it. We have to get the wristband so we can go through the track a few oh, of times. Course. And you have to find the dog. What's the dog's name that you have hidden around? The dog that is Oni. Um, Oni, yeah. Yes, so cool. we are debuting. We're switching up our scavenger hunt a little bit here in the next couple of weeks or so. So there will be a new one out there. He can come out and uh, try to find. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jessica Hood is the community outreach and visitor experience manager at the National Museum of Transportation. And like I said, I got a six year old. So we've gone to the playroom a few times, which is pretty cool. He loves doing that. Um that you have right inside the main building and there's so much stuff to look around at. And I always wondered some of the different train cars, sometimes things are open. Sometimes they're closed. Do you guys switch up the attractions every now and then to kind of switch things around? Yeah. And, um, the pandemic kind of dictated that a little bit for us. So some of the artifacts, um, the interior of them wouldn't necessarily hold up to the sanitizing process. Um, so a few of those have been shut since the, since the pandemic started, um, but I think for the most part, they usually tend to have the same ones open. Yeah, I always do the same jokes with my kid, too. So we, there was that one when you had the train shed that you'd be able to walk into. And there was that one that had that really small bathroom in it. And I always say, OK, I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. Don't go anywhere. And he's no, you can't do that. Uh, same joke works every time like a charm. <laughs> Uh, and, you know, the last time we went, I brought a flashlight because there's one train engine that has the front open, but it's so dark you can't see inside of it. So I brought a flashlight to look into it. There's there's cool things like that, that every time I go, I think, OK, what can I do this time? That's a little bit different from the last time because there's so much to look at out there. Yeah, um, something new, I think, every visit. Um, and it sounds like you guys are learning as you go and kind of uh, becoming veteran visitors. So that's very good to hear. <laughs> yeah, There are a lot of cool things out there and I'm just a fan of it in general. And it's a great place mm -hmm. to bring a kid and it's just fun. And the staff is always friendly. There's always someone to talk to. There seems to you have a lot of great volunteers that are very knowledgeable of these things. And it's funny too, to see the different types of people that are there. It's always different, but sometimes you see people that are specifically looking for a certain type of train. They're, they're very knowledgeable of these trains. So they have a lot of backstory and history already stored up in their minds. Some people are just there just for the fun of it. It's, it's a great crowd. And uh, by the way, what's your uh, operating hours right now? We are now open daily from 9 until 4. Um, we are closed on Easter Sunday, though. Okay. Yeah, sure. Well, that's a given. I would think most people <laughs> hopefully understand that. Uh, you know, when I just walk around and, and look at the history, and it's just beautiful. Everything's beautifully maintained. Who's the one that's actually taking care of the cars? You said you have a volunteer specifically for certain cars. That's more specific to, um, you know, just the Chrysler turbine car. Um, but we do have about, I think, give or take a couple, about 160 volunteers. Um, and then we've got a handful of full-time staff and everybody works hard and um, we get great results. Yeah. So I got a question about this uh, Chrysler turbine car. From what I understand... <laughs> Uh, it's available to two guests per year. So why limit the availability to drive this thing to just two guests per year? So I think to keep it exclusive and exciting, you know, you're the only one of two people in the whole year that get to drive it. 
<laughs> yeah, that is pretty cool. I didn't know if it was something that had to do mechanically speaking. This thing it is I mean, <laughs> like it's impossible to find parts for this thing. So you just don't want to cart this out willy nilly. Uh, I could only imagine what it's like to try to find parts for some of these uh, automobiles. It just would probably be impossible. Yeah, it may be a mechanical thing. Um, that's above yeah. my <laughs> above my car knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So do you actually have trains that move? Because I know the trolley you have, and there's one that looks like you can take a ride on one of the trains. Yes, yeah, so you can take a ride on, um, I believe it's the Alco locomotive. Um, and it looks like it's $350. Um, that is a ton of fun. We have included that in a couple of our past um, raffles and auctions that we've done. And uh, people love it. It's really exciting to be there when they get to go up and uh, get in the cab and be a part of that. Very exciting. So how many people? Can, can I bring the whole family for that price? I don't believe the whole family would fit. Um, oh, wow. Everybody okay. can certainly come and watch, but I don't know how many people. We'd have to have a staff person in there, of course. But uh, I see. Yeah, I'm not sure how many people total would fit up in there. All right. So I might be able to bring my son up if he sits on my lap if we're on, like, the side chair or something. Could be. They'd have to double check. But Wait, Where does the train even go? Because I'm trying to think about the grounds of the museum. And where do you park this thing and where does it go when it moves? This is all the way up at the very top, um, kind of past on the other side of the trolley loop. So there's um, the two pavilions that goes in between those. Back and forth. Yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that is pretty cool. There's so much to do at this thing, and it's, it's cool that it's hands-on. It's just kind of fun to be a part of it. It's when it's a beautiful day outside, you can't really beat a walk around side uh, looking at all the looking at all the different things that you have in to get into or whatever. Uh, by the way, again, you have all these different experiences, all kinds of different types. So uh, it, and it's also a great way to help support the National Museum of Transportation. And it, again, if people wanted to see what some of these experiences are, uh, what's the website or where can they go to check these out? You check them out on our website at tnmot.org. Nice. A lot of kids Ooh. stuff, too. And if people listening have grandkids, kids, whatever, there's always these different activities and things you can do. I, we've done certain things in the museum where all the cars are located. You can go to the second floor. We've done some kid things up there in the past. <laughs> so there's all kinds of activities that you can check out and, you know, make it a nice day at the museum. Uh, do you still do the hand crank cars or whatever for the little kids in that one track? Yes, those are scheduled to start up and running on the weekend starting this Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, because we always check these things because we want to know ahead of time. We have to get the expectation for our son. We say, okay, this is what's open. This is what's <laughs> not. Because when he gets there, you know, it's always good if he, he knows ahead of time. He's a planner. Sure. He's a planner. Plan Can I it? Can I, can I admit to something we've done, and uh, I don't know if this is a bad thing or not. So when we're at the Transportation Museum, if there's no one around, what we'll do is we'll go up into one of the engines, and then we'll sneak a snack. So, like, he'll eat Cheez-Its or something while we're sitting in the engineer seat. And, of course, you know, we, we don't make a mess or anything, but we act like it's – I make it sound like we're getting away with uh, something really bad. <laughs> but he thinks it's the coolest thing in the world, sneaking a little snack in while he's sitting in the engineer mm -hmm. seat. But we only do it if there's no one out or close to us at the time. Sure, so, sure. Uh, all things considered, um, is that okay? You know, I think we have health department regulations for not being able to eat – 
food in the cafe. I don't know that the health <laughs> oh, department no. cares that you're eating I'm in the get lo- in trouble. <laughs> locomotive. <laughs> oh, so we're going to get in so much trouble. All right. Well, I'll, I'll keep I that in mind anybody. next time. Then, yeah, good. Uh, no one, don't worry. It's just between you and I at this point. All right. So behind the scenes, there's a lot that goes on at the museum. It's a lot of fun. In fact, we love going out there, and it's one of our favorite places to go to in St. Louis. And it's one of those places that we constantly get renewed when it comes to the yearly membership. So we have a couple of places, and we normally say, okay, um, we can only do so many memberships a year. Uh, we could get a membership at the zoo, or we can get a membership at the Science Center. We can do this or that. We let our son decide, where does he want to go? Like, what's the places that we go to the most? And he always picks the Transportation Museum. Oh, good. Loves it out there. So it's just a great place. And Jessica Hood, the Community Outreach and Visitor Experience Manager for the National Museum of Transportation. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. And she joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. So I guess I'm a rule breaker now. I'm I'm such a rebel. Eating Cheez-Its up in the cabin of one of these uh, railroads uh, but next thing I know I'm going to be carted away they're going to bring one of the volunteers out and the paddy wagon I'll be done for <laughs> I'll have to be a lookout uh, alright uh, we're going to take a break this is Overnight America KMOX Overnight America with Ryan Recker is sponsored by Michael's Flooring the flooring experts michaelsflooringoutlet.com on the voice of St. Louis KMOX That was a fun guest. I love the Transportation Museum, or the Train Museum, as we call it here in the Wrecker household. Uh, I saw a text message. Before the interview, we were talking about how Purina will be the official kit sponsor for the St. Louis City Soccer Club, which is going to be coming here in a few years. They're still building the stadium downtown. Uh, Pretty awesome-looking renders, and I think that the the building itself looks beautiful. And I think there's a lot of people excited for it. And we got a text message that said, nobody cares about soccer. They will be out of business and not even a team in three years. That might be one of the worst takes I have seen on the text line ever. (laughs) That's a pretty bad one. So I wouldn't bet your mortgage on that one. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. Major league soccer is so popular. Look at what the XFL did to St. Louis, the XFL. Everyone said, oh, this will never uh, do it. But it was St. Louis had a team that was attended heavily and the excitement was there and people went crazy for it. There's so many soccer fans here. St. Louis is a soccer city and they go out and they support their teams. Absolutely. They're going to enjoy going to that. And I think that'll attract a lot of people that aren't even soccer fans. So no, uh, will they be gone in three years? Not a chance. I don't think uh, anyone outside of yourself believes that. So you know, listen, if you're going to take the Vegas odds and say it's a one in a million shot that they're not going to be in business in three years, then by all means, go make some money in Vegas and waste it there. Because, <laughs> I mean, they'll take your money. <laughs> they'll take your money and say thanks because <laughs> they know they're not paying that one out. I-, I saw this one story on BBC. A mafia fugitive was on the run and he was hiding. And he's been hiding since 2014. And he thought, you know what would be a good idea? I'm going to start a YouTube page. And I'm going to put videos of myself on the YouTube. And no one will ever know. Well, of course, people find out. The Italian police tracked down this 53-year-old mafia uh, gangster because of his videos that were uploaded onto YouTube. And he was positively identified because of his tattoos. His unique tattoos gave him away. 
The alleged member of this crime gang was arrested in the Dominican Republic last Wednesday and has now been taken back to Italy where he's going to be facing uh, charges. He was, let's see, known as the uncle, the wolf, fatty, and blondie. How many nicknames do mobsters have? That's a lot of nicknames. There's four of them there. Uh, Uncle, wolf, blondie, and fatty. Which one's the best of those nicknames? I couldn't tell you. All right. Uh, By the way, have you heard the story about what is dubbed the Satan shoes? Uh, Nike has even sued a rapper by the name of Little Nas X over these Satan shoes, and rightfully so. To talk about that is Dr. Bruce Hartman after the break, a culture, religion, and politics commentator. We've had him on the show before. I wanted to get his take because, uh, no coincidence, this is coming out right before Easter. Pretty disgusting. And also next hour, Dr. Dean Finelli. I'm a fan of his commentaries about the virus and what he thinks could be perhaps relaxation of restrictions coming. This is Overnight America, KMOX. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.